It's a little bit funny This feeling inside Not one of those Who can easily hide I don't have much money But if I did Buy a big house where We both could live If I was a sculptor, ah, but then again, no, or a man who makes potions in a traveling show. I know it's not much, but it's the best I can do. My gift is my song, and this one's for you. And you can tell everybody This is your song It may be quite simple But now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down in these words How wonderful life is While you're in the world I sat on the roof and kicked off the moss Well, a few of these verses have got me quite cross But the sun's been quite kind While Elton wrote this song It's for people like you that keep it turned on So excuse me for getting But these things I do You see I've forgotten If they're green Or they're blue Anyway the thing is What I really mean Yours are the Sweetest eyes I've ever seen you can tell everybody that this is your song. Maybe quite simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind. Hope you don't mind that I put down in these words how wonderful life is while you're in the world. I hope you don't mind, hope you don't mind That I put down in these words How wonderful life is For you're in the world Elton John, Derek Shapiro, 2021 For the movie, New England
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Boochcast. This week, I have another classic episode that I am putting out, and I am putting this out for two reasons. One, Elvis and I are both still busy as fuck and therefore cannot commit to doing our usual variety show that we do for you guys. And the second reason is because, and I just found this out recently, it has officially been 10 years since I met Derek Shapiro. He recently interviewed me for his podcast and cable show to talk about the fact that we have been friends for over 10 years. Now, if you want to check out the interview, uh, it'll be on uh, DSHAP in the morning and the Power Half Hour and all that stuff, and you can hear about the history between myself and Derek Shapiro. But in honor of that friendship, I decided to put another classic interview that I did with Derek Shapiro. But what makes this one interesting is not only is Derek Shapiro in this interview, but also a mutual friend of ours is in this interview as well. And is a woman by the name of Stacy Lewis. She's been friends with Derek for years. I met her. We've become friends. We've both acted in Derek Shapiro's movies. And we also have another cameo from Derek Shapiro's alter ego, Chucky Seymour, also shows up in this uh, interview. So I thought it would be a very fun one for you guys to check out want to listen to. Uh, but don't worry, there is an NXT recap coming your way. In fact, it'll be out pretty much uh, the same day as the NXT recap. Um, so make sure you guys uh, come uh, check out the NXT recap after you listen to this one. Unless you listen to NXT and then you're coming over here, in which case you obviously don't have to listen to it again. But either way, I want you guys to sit back and enjoy as the boot chats it up with Derek Shapiro and Stacey Lewis. I'm greeted by not one, but two very special guests. The first is, of course, the very lovely Stacey Lewis is here joining us. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And, of course, joining us as well is a good, a good friend of mine, internet radio personality, everyone's favorite monumental pain in the ass, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Derek Shapiro. Hello. I'm bailing in for Derek Shapiro today. Oh, dear God. Ladies and gentlemen, change of plans. Derek Shapiro has left the room, and he is now greeted by the somehow shockingly slightly less annoying uh, Chucky Seymour is here in the studio. I don't know where Derek is right now. He he, he was just here, but he's just on vacation right now. I, I, I think he just had a long day. I just think, think he's just relaxing. But anyway, hold on. I gotta I gotta take a sip of some soda. Okay. All right. Well, Chucky Seymour here is uh, taking a sip of his soda. Oh yes, thank you. You 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 a big soda fan, Chucky? Oh yes, yes, yes I am. You know how I kiss people. Yes. Okay. You just kissed your hand. That doesn't help us. You have you have no lips and no teeth, but you're still able to kiss, which is, I guess, a normal thing. I guess you just put that blank space up against somebody's lips, and it happens. Like I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And do the ladies enjoy that? Oh, do the ladies enjoy that? I'm just saying, if you were a female with no teeth, if you were a female with no teeth, you'd have guys lining up to go out with you. But you know, as a, as a dude with no teeth, it's kind of. Kind of weird. I don't know. You know who's watching me right now? Who loves me right now? Is Stacy Davis? I'm telling you, she, 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 you know, she might not like Derek this way, but she likes me. Chucky Seymour, darling. Is that right, Stacy? That's correct. Okay. Love the Chuckster. Oh, All right. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know, Stacy. Uh, is 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 no lips and no teeth attractive on a man? Oh, of course not. <laughs> Can you believe that? I thought I had her in my corner. 
Oh, it was a that that's probably the sickest burn in Boochcast history right there. Anything for you, Chucky. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, Chucky, since we got you here, um, I I've been hearing rumors. I've been talking to Derek uh the last couple of days. He's been. Yeah, no, thank you. I've I'm. Uh, it's, I've been to hell and back, and it's only been it's only been a day. Well, that's uh, why I'm here because you know, Derek. I heard before the show he was aggravating you. Very much so. And, and, and he was pulling your chain. Yes, and this is a very delicate chain, one of my favorite chains. I, I feel so embarrassed about him, and that's why I'm here to take your pain away. Appreciate it, but anyway, Chucky, since I got you here, uh, Derek's been telling me that I understand you have a reality show coming out very soon. I do. I got, what, what's, what's this reality show about? It's about the me. Well, yes, we've established I, obviously that, but like, what are we, what are we going to be seeing? What can we expect on the Chucky Seymour reality show? Okay, Derek for once was very good to me, okay? Okay. He let me use his kitchen for some stuff, and I filmed when he was there, and he filmed me, and I was like making some stuff, and I was doing some, just some stuff in the community, and just filming, and you're going to see me being at my best. At your best. Okay. All righty. Better than everyone? You're not at your best? Yes. <laughs> Never. Okay. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely excited for the uh, Chucky Seymour reality show because I know it, obviously, you know, we've worked together in the past, you know, on the uh, yes. we, the three uh, No Lips, No Teeth films. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to the reality show because I will say you're definitely one of the most interesting actors I've ever had a chance to work with out of all the Derek Shapiro films. I think I'm a much better actor than Derek Shapiro. Oh, we, oh I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm a better radio person than Derek Shapiro. I just have much talent in my whole body than his little pinky. Yes, I, I can see the, how that would be the... I can see how that would be the case, absolutely. Oh, my so, God, Derek's pulling me away. Oh, I better get going. Bye, Benny. See you later, Chucky. What are you talking about? I heard Vinny and you... I mean, Vinny. I heard you and Chucky saying, more talent than my little pinky? He's not wrong, dude. Like Chucky, Chucky's had three blockbuster hits. He's got a reality show. What were my hits? I mean, I. Well, I'm just saying, you tried a reality show and it epically failed. No, I won't come back on my reality show too. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. All I know is, last time you had a reality show, you damn near almost got me blacklisted from a comedy club with that shit. That's good. No, it's not. Blacklisted? No. Blacklisted means kicked out of a club, genius. Wait, how were you blacklisted? I wasn't blacklisted. I said I almost was blacklisted. I'm going to tell you why. Because, okay, a while back, you know, Derek Shapiro, um, you know, he... He, you know, he, in addition to all the many things Derek Shapiro uh, does, one of the things he attempts to do is stand up, and um, he, you know, he he loves doing uh, stand up, and um, or what he thinks is stand up, and he we go out, and one of the first times he was actually trying stand up in Georgia, we went to uh, Jerry Farber's side door, uh, which no longer exists. It's now, in fact, the new punchline is actually where Jerry Farber's used to be. Yes. Uh, so. We went there, and uh, we were there doing some stand-up, and Jerry Farber, of course, is a, cl- is a guy that I've known for a long time. He's a local legend in stand-up comedy, especially in the Atlanta comedy scene. The guy's, like, in his 70s, still dominating. He's been in entertainment for over 50 years, and he's one of those guys that very rarely curses, but when he does, he does it well. But for the most part, he's a very clean comedian. Very and clean, yeah. Very clean, very very talented. I'm clean, too, actually. I, I don't swear. You don't. You don't. You don't swear. You. I rarely see you swear. I. I, I think the time you 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 actually swears when you're around me. I think, which I've noticed with a lot of people. They, there's a lot of people that are very clean, like talkers and performers. But then they get around me, and that's when they try. That's when the more veg, edginess comes out. I swear. 
Yes. But I try not to swear when I'm doing my job professionally. Yeah. Because I'm old school radio, okay? I don't, I'm old school, like, I'm old school at this business, right? Like, I, I, I've interviewed a lot of rappers who drink, drink when I interview them or smoke pop uh, high when I interview them. I'm not going to do that. I, I, I like to focus on the business when I'm sober. Oh, absolutely. Me too. So, but yeah, so how do I almost get your blackboard? Well, here's what happened. Um, as we're, as, see, I'm, I'm, I'm going around, I'm talking to all the comics, I'm interacting with, I'm talking with Jerry, you know, and we're having a, we're having great conversations. Derek decides to start filming his reality show at the club, which, because so many people complained about that. And at one point while I'm talking to Jerry Farber, the owner of the club, he sticks his phone in Jerry's face. Yeah, but the thing... Which was disrespectful. No one came up to me and said, don't do that. They, they, they were... told me, only you said something about... Because I could see the facial expressions on everyone's faces. They looked like they wanted to punch you. I think... It's, it is called a punchline, yeah? See? It wasn't the punchline then. But I think you were just a little bit... You, you have anxiety... I, I think that you thought too much into it. But Stacy was there too that night, okay? And no one came up to me or Stacy's table and says, you should be recording. Actually, I made a new friend out of that deal. What was her name? I put it on my movie, No Lips, No Teeth, Part 3. It was Spacey. Spacey! It was Stacy and Spacey! Yeah. And now I feel like I gotta go shop at Macy's. Anyway. Um, I talk to Spacey sometimes. You spoke to Spacey? Really? Yes. So you spoke to Spacey? About six months ago. Really? Yeah, she's a really nice boyfriend. So, you have a girl of romance? Of course not. She wouldn't meet my type. Now, now, is she single? As far as I know, yes. So, if I called her right now, or emailed her right now, and say, let's go on a spur of the moment date, wouldn't that be Spacey's style? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't really know her dating style. I did I did interview Spacey on the Boochcast a, a, a while back and uh, we had a great conversation there and um, I also know that I should warn you though she is a trained martial artist which I didn't even know that until I interviewed her. So if you if you cross too many lines she can whoop that ass. Really? Yeah. Guess who Stacey's calling Spacey? Hello? Guess who this is? I don't know. I'll give you a hint. You were in one of my movies. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And that's. Okay. And who else is. Oh, that's Derek. Yes. How are you, Spacey? I am doing good. Thank you. You're on the air. I don't want to thank you so much. Yeah, you're on the air. I'm guess what show you're on? Uh, I don't want to hear you all the time. Not my show. Not, no, not my show. You're on another show. One of your friends. Oh, uh, uh, The Boochcast, yes. How you doing, Spacey? <laughs> Hey. I have a question for you. Are you single? Okay. Is that Are you single? Yes. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay, now oh. here's another question for you. Okay, here's a follow-up question. Oh, dear God. Okay. Would you go on a breakfast date with me tomorrow at Waffle House? A breakfast date at Waffle House. Well, it depends on what time. Not sure date job. Okay, oh, oh. What time's your day job? I have a very flexible schedule. You do? But me too. Yeah. That makes two of us. Okay. You know what? We should meet up tomorrow at the Urban Grind. I'm doing comedy there. Are you doing comedy there? I haven't. I haven't been there in a while. Well, come and I'll be. I'll be your date, and 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 we'll call a date, and 
I'll wear my best shirt and my pants for you, and you wear your best pants and your shirt for me. Ooh, that's even better. That's very true. <laughs> no, 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 whatever they're trying to wear is, is okay. I'm just saying what well, I'm going to wear, my best pants and my best shirt. Go with the dress, go dress. with the dress. I'm not going to wear the dress. No, not you. I mean, the, her. You want her to wear the dress. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vinny's going to wear a dress, too. With I am not wearing a dress. No. Oh. Let me get this straight. Vinny's going to wear pants. I'm going to wear pants, and you're going to wear a dress, Stacey. That's right. Stacey's going to wear, what you going to wear, Stacey? Pants. Oh, Stacey's going to wear pants. Okay. So you'll be the way, you, you, you're going to be the dressiest person there with the dress. Maybe. It is kind of a casual thing. Yes, it is. Yes. So what time are we going to be there? I'm going to be excited. I know. Absolutely. Question for you: Is it is it just me or is Vinny uptight when when he goes to get be on, before he gets on stage? Because he thought I almost blacklisted him uh, at the uh, at the Jerry Fobbers back next door, back next neighbor's door, whatever. And, and he thought I got him blacklisted because no, I said I stop filming. You know, well, I didn't get you blacklisted. No, you didn't get me blacklisted. I wasn't blacklisted at all. I said you almost did, almost did. because you were because you were sticking your camera. In everyone's face, and even Jerry Farber was uncomfortable about it. Oh, so it was almost like Fifty Shades of uh, Blacklisted. No, 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 not at all, not at all, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I was. That is. That is not where I was going with this. <laughs> of course, Benny was going there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who is that? And, um, well, I don't mean to name names, but it's because of disrespecting people and, and um, especially women. When guys disrespect women on stage in front of everybody, it's just not considered cool. Well, yeah, especially if, especially if there's no humor behind the bit. Right. Just blatant name-calling and Absolutely not. Absolutely, and yeah, you obviously you don't have to name names uh, right now. But I'm just gonna ask: Is it like a comic that we know? Oh, of course not. In fact, you were with me roasting him not too long ago. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think I know who it is now. Okay, I'm just I'm not gonna say the neighbor's name, but I'm asking for another hint just so I can get an idea. Has he been in trouble with comics for other things in the past? I think he's pissed off pretty much everybody, yeah. Okay, I think I know who it is. I'm not going to say his name, but <laughs> Spacey, just, Spacey just gave me the answer. I kind of know who it is. I know who it is. Who was it? It's CK, what's his name? Not Louis CK. Louis CK. Louis CK. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, he's... Absolutely, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, see, you know, he, he sees everywhere by the side door, you know? He's Harvey Weinstein, you know? <laughs> dear God. <laughs> oh, Vinny's religious now. He's saying, dear God. This is when he gets very religious. He's going to bring up the Bible now. Dear God. It's be normal. Obviously not. <laughs> Amen. When, okay, look, Derek, Derek, I know, Derek, I get that you're Jewish, but I should let you know, the Bible is not a magic eight ball. So I don't know where you got this idea. <laughs> that you could... Sh- Will this show be normal? Will I be normal? Ask again later. <laughs> <laughs> There's no definition of normal. 
not. <laughs> of course not. No, there's no normal. Not over here. You don't get into comedy if you're normal. Oh, okay. Um, Stacy's phone is dying. We're gonna have a moment of silence, okay? <laughs> Especially if you hang up. Yes. Stacy, I don't have your phone number, but Stacy has it. But t- uh, um, call me up anytime you want, though, too, okay? Tell us tomorrow. Meet Great. You. Thank you. And, and meet, meet me tomorrow. Um, uh, you have my number? Urban Farming, right? No, but we have my number. Derek Shapiro. Oh, I don't know if I have your personal number. I'll have to look it up. Okay. I'll send both of you guys each other's numbers. Okay, Stacey will send both of us each other's numbers, okay? Thank you. Yes, I'll see you tomorrow night, Thank okay? Tell us a date. Okay, great. Thanks. It's, it's a date. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, thanks, Derek. Yes, thank you, Spacey. <laughs> wow. wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the Boots cast can work miracles. What? We just got Derek Shapiro a date with Spacey. Oh, my God. We just we just work miracles. Yeah. But the only thing is, <laughs> I usually do not like white women. Uh, okay. Okay. But she has to be funky, white woman, to, for me to like her. Oh, trust me, Spacey's got the personality. <clears throat> no, no, I haven't dated a white woman since uh, since 2012. Actually. Really? Since I moved to a, a Boston area, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend, Rashandra, from um, Massachusetts, and then I dated this girl up in Somerville, Massachusetts. Really? And uh, but we never went out. out. But ever since then, oh, they, okay, yes, 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 Stacey gave me that attachment. Yeah. So then I uh, dated, uh, uh, after Rashandra dated this girl, you know, this is, she was Italian, too. Okay. She was Italian. She had triplets. Whoa. Not my triplets, but her triplets. I, 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 I kind of got that message. Oh, no text. Okay, good. Two, two texts from Stacey. <clears throat> and then, yeah. Stacey's sending everybody everybody's number. Right. And then, and then after that good lady... I started dating uh, Jazzy. Okay. You know, of course, then me and Jazzy went our separate ways. But um, I want to, um, Jazzy is not listening to this, so I can say this. You know, Jazzy yeah. um, um, had a problem like your ex girl did. I want to say I'm sorry about your loss. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'll t- we'll get into that in a minute. But I could feel what you went through because she had a uh, heavily problem. Yeah. Um, um, and then, but, but it took her. A hospital experience for her to correct herself. Yeah, you know? and then she found religion, and then uh, she's a born again Christian. Yes, um, but um, and then of course, then I met the Haitian girl. Oh, Haitian. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not hating. I love Haitians. Hey, that's cool. You know, and, and I'm actually in a. You know, I I know what that's like because um, for you for um, I mean, I've never dated one, but I it, like I said, I, they're they're cool. I guess. Yeah. Um, all I know is is that. You know, I went through a phase where I only dated black girls mm. for a while. So myself, like I actually. Well, I've been da- I've been doing this phase ever since uh, my baby's mom. You know? Yeah, exactly. So you, well, yeah. So you've obviously been 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 around that longer than I. But I'm saying I when I I dated black girls for a period of time. Like I, in fact, the girl I lost my virginity to is black when I was in college. Really? So yeah, we dated for about three years. Still to this day, it's still the longest relationship I've ever had. You got a long lost child. Yeah. Today. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Getting a long lost child somewhere. No, I don't. <laughs> Trust me, I don't. I think so, because I've been seeing a lot of things on the internet that uh, this, uh, there's this, a lot this, of kids this... that look like him. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, dear God. A lot look like him. Oh, he's saying, dear God, again. this is when he gets very religious. <laughs> he gets religious. 
<laughs> bring out the Bible. Exactly. It's, <laughs> thank you. The, the book of Vinny. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. It's the book of Boots. <laughs> the book of Boots, not the book of Vinny. Why would I have the book of Vinny? <laughs> why, why would we have the book of Vinny? That doesn't make any sense. Kids and find you. <laughs> no, but no, and then eventually after after Rochelle and I, her name is Rochelle. After we broke up, I started. I, I I did go back to dating white girls, you know, for a, for a period of time. You know, I, I mean, I, then I, that's that's when I actually started dating white girls was after we broke up, and then that's because all of a sudden, um, yeah, it is. It is. I don't know. I mean, I can't really, I can't really exactly pinpoint exactly what it is. I just know that. I just know that with it, with the girls I've dated, the black girls were a lot more seductive than the white ones. Yeah, true. Right. I have to admit that. Yeah. They are a lot, yeah. like, 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 not that, it, like, it's not that, like, it's not that the white girls don't want to have sex. It's just the black girls I've dated, they make it more noticeable that they want the sex. The white girls, they make you really kind of work for the affection part. If that well, makes any, Sandy, if that makes any sense. Sandy, my, my, I don't know, because you know, for the longest I did, I had, I did probably. Well, I was married to a Colombian. Um, I was into Spanish guys forever. Mm. And, um... Colombian coffee, huh? Yeah, my daughter's father is black, but after that, I've only been with one other black guy. And you met him. Yes. Yeah. How is he doing? I mean, he's... Do you still speak? We're good friends. Good friends. Yeah. But you don't, you, you haven't been on a date with him? No. So are you still looking for Mr. Wright? I'm not looking this time. Because, because I, I, you know, coincidence, you're looking for Mr. Wright, and I'm sitting on your right. <laughs> I'm looking for Mr. Left. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh Stacy is the most savage one on the show thus far. This is great. Wow. She just Chucky and she just turned. Oh my god! In oh one shot. In one shot. Oh. Shot to oh. the And you're to blame. Yeah. I give love a bad name. Very much so. <laughs> no, actually, I agree with you because when. The Haitian girl, she really keeps me up all night. Like, I can be tired. She okay. She rapes my Mr. Stick shift. She does? Oh, yeah. Without a hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had I've had a couple girls do I've had a couple girls do that to me. Like, I literally, like, I literally was asleep, and I woke up, and the girl's on top of me, and sex is happening, and I'm just like, what the hell? Without it, it, a hat? No, without, without, <clears throat> the girls don't wait. No, just me. When a girl, when a girl is a, a lead, and I'm, and I'm just saying from my experience, I don't know if this is something you've been into or not. I know you're a girl. I'm just saying. Wake, my guy, wake up! I'm on top of you. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know if you, if you've done that before or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like time. exactly. You don't. Exactly. You don't wait for the hat. You just jump right on. Right. So most girls I've seen don't wait for that, and then the guy wakes up. And here's the thing: as a guy, at first we think we're dreaming. <laughs> we think it's a dream. But and we then know it's reality. we we sort of know it's reality. It's like in the back of our heads. Did you feel it? Yeah, we start. Yeah, so at first we think it's a dream that because we're thinking no girl is ever gonna do this. Then you wake up and you see her and it's like it's real. <laughs> this is real. There's been times where I where I half woke up and noticed it. I just went right back to sleep and I closed my eyes immediately because I'm afraid if I wake up she's gonna stop. Oh, so I just I'm just like I'm, I don't want this to stop. So. Sometimes I'm just so tired because. I have to work a long day, okay? And she just keeps me up. I gotta be up like for the early day, okay? And I gotta drive her all the way to the next day. I try to get her to come up, meet me halfway, so I have to drive three hours because driving to Rhode Island, driving back to Salem, 
going back to Rhode Island. I got to do a lot of driving to work the next day because she can't come on my, well, I, she really can't come on my day off because I had the children there. I can't, I can't have the children there when we're doing it, okay? So I got to find time to have her come, get her come. You know. Yeah, that's why I was a little creeped out when you said no. she can't come on my day off because I have my children there. No. That was a very weird no. visual you were no. giving everybody. No. But I wanted to see where you were going with this. That's one thing people always say is that I is that every time some people say stuff like that, my mind goes somewhere dirty. But I'm like, no, people are making my mind go there. Like <laughs> it, it, mind is dirty. You got to take a shower. Yeah, don't remind me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, oh wait, wait, please, please don't say shower on the boochcast. Last time, last time somebody said shower on the boochcast, it ended really badly for me. So let's not use the word shower. So what, what happened? No one showered you with love. Yeah, let's go with that. Wait, 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 wait. So is it safe to say that you guys, you, Vinny, and Derek, can say, hey, if there's someone out there that looks like me, I can possibly be your father? Uh, I don't, here's the thing. I haven't, for the, I, I haven't had that much unprotected sex. Not, I, I, not saying I haven't had any, but I've had, I, I was in situations where if I was going to be a dad, it would have already happened. Or I'm not, like, what if the kid just shows up and say, "Hey, Dad, I'm, you know, next year I go to high school." Um. Well, well, two things. Uh, one, I'm gonna have a lot of questions, and I'm gonna want to find out who the mom is to see if I've even been with this girl. And then, you remember all the girls you've been with. Um, can I remember all the girls I've been with? I can remember the ones I've been with without a condom. But I can't. But the, the far as the ones I have wrapped it with, I don't remember their names. <laughs> a lot of them were one night stands, so I don't really remember. But I'm telling you, if, if there's a girl I've had sex with and didn't wear a condom, I know that person's name because I was dating them. I'm at least dating the girl if I'm not wearing a condom. I've at least dated this girl a couple times. I know. I know I'm not gonna catch anything, but. I'm too stupid to think about the other thing that can happen without the condom at the time, which is which got which almost got me into the awkward situation I was in three years ago, where a girl got pregnant, then a week later, a week later she lost the kid. So I for seven days it felt like it was like my my life was like the movie The Ring, and then I got like when I saw the te- when I saw when I got the phone call and she said I'm pregnant, it was almost the equivalent to getting the phone call and hearing seven days like that. Like for those of you who have never seen that movie, the movie The Rain, there's a videotape, you watch it, you die seven days later. That's the joke. What would but, you name your kid if you had a girl? If I had a girl. Uh that's a tough one. I don't know what I would what I would name her. I mean, I remember oh, I, I remember I, I I would probably Vicky, Vicky nah, definitely not I wouldn't name her Vicky. I know I know Victoria. No, I'm not gonna it's not gonna start with a V. I'm not gonna do Vicky or Victoria or anything <laughs> like that. I don't know what I would name her, really, if I had a girl. That's tough. I haven't thought about it. I had a boy. Vincent. Uh, I've, I've debated that. Um, I'm going to go one of two ways. Derek. I'm never. No. No. <laughs> no. No. I, if I had a boy, I would probably name him either Vinny the Third. If I want it, that's a debatable. Or Sean. Sean would probably. Oh. Sean. That's a boring name. Sean. That just Sean got me. Yeah, I'm just saying, Sean would probably be one. But of course, but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, whoever I'm, whoever I'm with, we'd have to agree on the name because I remember when I was a kid. Originally, my mother wanted to name me Richard. Oh no, no wonder, because he's a dick. Ah, 
Well, that's what's funny you say that, Derek, because um, my mom wanted to name me Richard. My dad said, there is no fucking way we're doing that. And, and my mother said, why? And he said, I refuse to have a son named Dick. Those are the exact words he said to my mother. I'm not going to have a son named Dick. So, no, we are not naming him Richard. And my brother, Sonny, she wanted to name him Elliot. My mother was now banned from naming children. Because she, wanted, because she thought up the worst names. Like, imagine if you, like, like Vinny and Sonny, instead it would have been Richard and Elliot. Well, the, uh, the, <laughs> R- Elliot, Elliot, yeah, exactly, Elliot Bucci. I think I'm about, when I hear the name Elliot, is Elliot Gould. Do you know who Elliot Gould is? He's an actor. Yes. He's married to Barbara Streisand, do you know that? Yes. They have a child together. Oh, yeah. And, he, and, and I also know that she stole Elliot Gould from Melanie Griffith. Really? No. Yes. Barbara Streisand stole Elliot Gould from Melanie Griffith. I think it was, yeah, I think, yeah, from Melanie Griffith. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> well, I, I think I stole Jerry Truman on my on one of my shows instead of you having Jerry Truman on one of your shows before. No, 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 you've never stolen anybody from me. Probably did. Or it, I mean, no, not from, well, first of all, no, no, because Jerry always worked on my show. I stole and, Spacey from you. We were never dating, genius. No, I mean, you, you were friends with her first, now I stole Spacey, and you stole Stacy now, so you, you, when I walk Snickers, you, you know, you two now have a friendship, and I got Spacey, you got Stacy. That's, that's not stealing anybody, that's forming a friendship with somebody, that's, that's not stealing anyone, stealing a, stealing would imply that she's now friends with me and she hates your guts. Well, right. well, that's stealing a friend. I like both of you guys. Exactly. Okay, well, what about Spacey, am I still on Spacey? No, because Spacey and I are still cool. Okay, but, but okay, but is it okay if I still for space? Dude, if you want to hook up with Spacey, go right ahead. I'm not gonna be mad. No, like I, I said, know. like I said, there's only like I said, I got a girl in Brooklyn. I ain't worried about <laughs> Spacey. Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Are you becoming a Yankees fan now? I've always been a Yankees fan. Oh, I hate you. I mean, why, why not? Do you. Why not the Red Sox? Gee, why not the Red Sox? Um, uh, cause I'm not a pansy. Pansy, pansy. What's the definition of pansy to you? Um, well, uh, pansy used to mean like just a a weak person, but apparently it's the name of a. But apparently it's the name of a flower. Okay, Boston's so not pansy. It's so not weak. Boston's strong. Yes. Really? So let me ask you this: Why? Because he's classless and he has no balls. <laughs> There's your answer. He's classless and he has no balls. He doesn't, he doesn't want to shake weak people's hands. No, it sounds like he lost the game and got the ball stripped from him. How is that other team weak? They literally ripped the ball out of his ballless hands. Right, and it's their secondary. As Giselle said it, he let the other team win. Yeah. And that makes her just as classless. Oh, right. I, I think Giselle... Oh. He didn't have time to cheat this time. He, yeah. They didn't have... Bel- Belichick couldn't get the plays in time. He couldn't get his cameras set up. <laughs> you know? Uh, one of his cameras, he ke- one of his cameras, he kept trying to angle it, but it just wasn't working. And then, and then you know... never came. <laughs> Tom, Brady's, Tom Brady's pump couldn't get through the airplane check security, right. so he couldn't deflate the balls yet. You know, back. Eric had to leave the building. He's so furious right now. Well, he should. Well, he should be. He's trying to brag about a football team that sucks. Uh, the thing is, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more because 
But the thing is, you just gotta let Derek just be left alone because he can't take the loss of the Little Patriots. Yes, and he he asked me a question, I answered it, so he shouldn't get all worked up. You know, he asked me, why don't I like the Red Sox? Because I th- I grew up a Yankees fan, so naturally the Red Sox are like my enemy. It's like, you know, it's like it's like asking a mouse, why don't you like a cat? You know, that's literally it. Because uh, it's my natural predator. You know, it's, you know, it, it, that's what I'm saying. What? Is Derek a predator? Um, I don't know. You, you'd you have to ask the five-year-olds across the street. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, does, does, I mean, it, does Chris, is Chris Hansen coming by anytime soon? I don't know. Why don't you have a sheet right over here? Did you guys hear Furby? Yes. I, I saw the video. Epic fail. Epic fail. <laughs> Epic fail. <laughs> I don't know. Some people just aren't good. Some people should sing the national anthem. Some people just shouldn't. Like for like, I, I, like all I know is I know I know it was bad. I couldn't remember if just her singing was off or if she or did she like forget the words. You know, just the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Um, pink. Yeah. And she, I had pneumonia. She had, she had a throat loss, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, here's what happened. And then, of course, there was a lot of controversy surrounding it because people thought that Pink was spitting out gum before she performed, but it was really a throat lozenge that she was using to get her throat ready to sing the national anthem. Now, I get now from a political standpoint, Pink annoys the crap out of me. But... But I'm I'm can I finish the damn sp- yeah. I got that. A pink I know I saw her behind the music. I know all about her career. You know I hear about that. I can't even have cheese because I have no lips on teeth. I can't. I don't even have soup. What does that got to do with singing the national anthem? Because I just. Is that Fergie? Yeah, she just she just couldn't hit the notes. Certain people are just not meant to sing the national anthem, no matter how good of a singer they are. Uh, you know, all I will say is this: like now, of course, when it comes to horrible national anthem songs, Roseanne Barr will always be the top of everybody's list. Everybody's list, especially when the president of the United States at the time goes on TV and says your performance is a disgrace to the country. It tops everything. I remember I saw Tom Arnold. He did a special on Showtime, and I actually met him when he came to the radio station. I had this picture. It was a picture of me and him on Instagram. Uh, you can check out my Instagram, Booch316. It's on there. Uh, I saw, I, I, he told the story. That was his closing bit in his comedy special, where he was talking about how when you're, to be a good husband, you always got to have your wife's back. Whether she's right or wrong, that's the key thing. Especially if your wife says, I want to sing the national anthem at a baseball game. And the crowd all starts groaning and celebrating because they know he's about to tell this story. And he says, you know, it's like, you know, why? That's, you know, honey, that's a pretty hard song to sing. Maybe you might want to pre-tape it like some of the other people do. He's like, no, I'll sing it. It'll be great. So Roseanne sings the national anthem. It doesn't go well. That, that's how he's saying it. That's how, and he said, you probably want to... Now, and the thing is, Tom Arnold, after that, was supposed to throw out the first pitch. He's like, you probably want to get out of here. He goes, no, I'm throwing the first pitch. I know I'll never be allowed in a baseball stadium ever again. So he goes out, throws the first pitch. Roseanne just straight up 
sucks at it. And then she does a whole thing where she tries to act like a baseball player. She grabs her crotch and spits like a baseball player and walks off. And everyone hates this. Everyone hates this. So she's on. They said they're on the plane. They're flying back home. And Roseanne is like literally in tears. She's so embarrassed. So Tom Arnold is on the plane with her. He said, this is how I was a good husband. He goes, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like what's wrong, honey? He goes, they were booing. I can't believe it. I messed it up. He goes, he goes, honey, you don't go to baseball games much, do you? He goes, no. He goes, that's a term of endearment. And she's like, really? He goes, yeah, really? He goes, and she goes, well, I did hear some people cheering. He goes, a lot of people were cheering. He goes, and by the time we landed, I had her convinced she did a great job. And I'm a good husband. And he goes, then, of course, they land. And the president already said what you want to say. So naturally, the paparazzi has the cameras. They're pushing up against Roseanne. They're getting in his face. So Tom Arnold hears the three words that every husband has to respond to no matter what, which is, get him, honey. <laughs> so he chases these guys all the way through LAX. This is back, this is pre-9-11 when you could run through an airport. <laughs> by the way, I've always, I, by the way I had a, a friend of mine actually said that terrorism has destroyed romance because now you can't have that romantic thing where you chase the girl to the airport anymore like now that which means if you're stuck in a situation you actually got to text her i decided i love you <laughs> please come outside the security won't let me in but anyway so he runs away through breaks their cameras beats the crap out of the paparazzi and long story short he got arrested so he's on trial and he's thinking okay my wife was there she was assault she was being like annoyed by these paparazzi she'll testify and get him off they go to trial they ask roseanne tell us in your own words what happened and this pretty much led to their divorce. Roseanne said, I didn't really see anything. <laughs> oh, no. Next thing you know, Tom Arnold said, he said, next thing you know, I'm in an orange jumpsuit picking up McDonald's wrappers on the side of the 405. And you know why? Because I'm a good fucking husband. That's why. And he walked off stage. Best closing bit ever. How, how long was he in jail for? I'm back. By the way. Quite a while. Oh, he's, I, uh, not too long. I mean, it was just like, you know, this was, this was back like in like the 90s and stuff where you could, you know, you, you could knock somebody out and you get a little bit of time. No, today, I, today they make bigger deal out of it back I, today. I do have a question. Now, um, uh, I do have a Roseanne connection. Um, um, when Roseanne was in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, she did a book signing at the Outway Bookstore. You remember the Outway Bookstore? No. Okay. It was right near Piedmont Park. So I went with... Uh, my ex-wife at the time and my kids and my daughter and I met Roseanne Barr and me sitting in the audience, I actually had the privilege to ask her two questions and then I took a picture with Roseanne Barr. And uh, then, of course, every year, Adela Barnes, you actually only interviewed Adela Barnes. Yes, she was great. And she played Anne Marie on Roseanne, the black lady on Roseanne. She was the only black lady on Roseanne. Yes. There was black people on Roseanne? There was a couple. No, 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 no. There's a guy too. No, no, guy. No, I'm saying. Well, I'm saying because at, yeah, at the time that she was the only black person on Roseanne. Then later on, like you know, you know, when Dan would have his poker buddies over, one of the guys was black because yeah. they worked together in construction. Exactly. And they were there, and then they and they were great because not only were they great actors, great actors, but also whenever the um, the show would touch on the issue of race, they were always there to have those like discussions and give them the open dialogue where both sides can think and stuff and it was it was interesting well Adela Barnes um, um, you know of course I'm Roseanne I met her in Atlanta when I lived in Atlanta she's friends with Florence LaRue the uh, lead singer of The Fifth Dimension so I uh, went to a nursing home in Marietta Georgia where they both were now Adela Barnes comes to Georgia 
a lot for women's conferences. Yes. And uh, she's very big into the women movement. She's actually out in L.A. doing a play right now. And she's good friends with Danny Glover. So Adila, ever since I interviewed her here in Atlanta, Stacey and Vinny, I interview her every year. For one time, Buddy Love, you know, from Rhode Island, she, he helped me interview Adila. And then you, of course, you helped me interview Adila. Absolutely. So I, I just recently interviewed Adila, who's going to be on my March show. Okay. Because Roseanne is coming back to television. What's your take on Roseanne coming back to television? I think that's a brilliant idea. Would you idea. guys do Roseanne? What I do, Roseanne, of course. The old Roseanne before she lost it. Yeah. The old, the old Roseanne. Um. Well. Uh, well, based on the girls I've dated in the past, <laughs> I am in no position to say no to that because um, I don't. I think that, here's the thing about Roseanne. I don't know if I would, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not because of the way she looks. Because I'll be honest, I've dated women either her size or a little bit heavier. So her being overweight is not the issue. But I will say she has a bit of an attitude. So I don't know what that would be like sexually. That's she may tie you up. She may tie me up. Like I know that I'm. She's the, I, she's one of those people that wants to get. On, you know, she wants to get on top. Is pretty much it. Like you know, you're. You're not, and I don't know. She might, she she might get a little. She might be a little too crazy for my taste. I don't know what I would do if I looked up Roseanne. Uh, Becky was more my type because she was def because she was the sluttier one. You knew you knew she was gonna put out eventually. Darlene Darlene was the curveball. I did not expect her to get pregnant. Your type was a DJ. No. That's Full House, right? No, I'm talking about. No, D. No, no, and Roseanne Roseanne had a son oh. named DJ. Oh yeah, oh. DJ DJ. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, there was yeah. a no, but I. Your type no. Oh, that Jerry Truman's different. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a Jewish question you need to ask Jerry, okay? But I'm saying that, you know, so yeah, to answer your question, I don't know with Roseanne. Wait, that's that's but as far as the, the, the bring back of Roseanne, uh, here's how I feel about it. I like the idea because I've, heard, I've seen Rose, I've watched the show Roseanne. When I was a kid, I didn't like it because I didn't really understand it. As an adult, I appreciate it more because I understand the tones and everything. And I like the fact that there are some episodes where... Roseanne doesn't have all the answers because I get that it's a groundbreaking show, but at the same time, no matter what, no matter what gender it is, no matter what color the skin of the actor is, anyone who claims to have the answers to everything, eventually that show's going to flop. Every, all human beings make mistakes. All human beings get things wrong. At some point, someone has to admit something is your fault. So on the rare moments, like I, I rem- and I remember the episode. It was where, and it involved DJ. It was where DJ was at an age where he was starting to get erections in class. And he, like, it's like that thing where when you're a kid and you're sitting at your desk and you get a boner and the teacher says, can you come up to the front of the board? And you're like, no. So you get a zero for the day because you won't participate in class because it's like, I'm not getting up because you're embarrassed because you don't know what's going on here. So naturally, they find this out. Uh, Dan finds it out while talking to DJ. Because Roseanne and Dan go to the school and they're thinking that DJ's stupid. They're thinking he's slow. They're thinking he's dumb. They want to put him in a remedial class. But it turns out DJ's not dumb. He's just embarrassed to get up in front of the class. So Dan just tells him, put a book in front of it. You'll be good to go. Roseanne doesn't like this. Because Roseanne has this idea in her head that you have to sit and talk. And here's the thing. First of all, no guy. No guy. And I think you and I will both agree on this. If you're going through something, if you're going through puberty... The last person you want to talk to is your mother or your parents, period. This is why I've always laughed whenever they talk about sex ed in schools and parents go, I should be the one to teach my kid about sex. No one wants to hear you talk about sex. No kid. I'm 31 years. I'm almost 31 years old. 
In my mind, the stork dropped me off. I won't even believe my parents conceived me, okay? I, I, I know my parents did, but in order for my brain to have happy, happy thoughts, I assume the stork dropped me off just to keep that image out of my fucking head, okay? Have so, you ever talked to once. It was all bad. Really? This is what happened. I'll tell you how it happened. I was, I was in my room. My parents were downstairs watching TV. I'm going to bed. Before I go to bed, I want to take a shower. We were out of shampoo. That's how far back this was. I still had hair. Um, so we didn't have any shampoo in the bathroom. So I thought, well, my, par- my parents, and I can still hear the TV downstairs. So I'm thinking, my parents are downstairs watching TV. I'll get some shampoo. I'll just go into their bathroom, borrow some shampoo, and I'll put it back. So I go to walk into their bedroom. Apparently, I don't know how my parents did this because I've never seen them move this fast. They somehow, while I got into my room, they managed to get up the stairs and into their bedroom in the midst of everything that I was doing. I don't know how the hell, I don't know how the hell I didn't hear them. I have no idea to this day. So naturally, I'm not knocking before I walk into that door because again, I think they're downstairs. I open the door and boom. And I shut the door and I ran. All I could hear was my dad screaming, nobody in this house fucking knocks. I ran in my room, shut the door. I took my dresser. I pushed it in front of the door. I barricade the door and I hid under the covers and I'm shaking. Is I'm that how you lost your hair? No, that's not how I lost my hair. But I was shaking in fear because in my mind, I thought my dad was going to kick open the door and beat the shit out of me. I was so scared. I found out later I had nothing to worry about. My mom my mom was the only one who saw me. My mom was the only one who saw me. And I was just like, oh, I, I was, it was scary. You know, so anyway, Roseanne thinks I'm going to teach DJ because I know what I'm doing. So she starts talking about the whole thing about how men and women and bodies and shit like that. And somehow Roseanne thinks I'm going to relate to this by talking about the first time I got my period. DJ gets up and runs out of the kitchen in terror. He's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And Dan's like, what the hell are you doing? He goes, mom told me a story and I don't want to hear it. He goes, well, that's no reason for you to run around the house screaming like a maniac. He goes, it was about her having her period. And Dan went, as you were. And then he ran up the stairs. And then he turns to Roseanne and says, what the hell are you doing? She goes, you messed up and I was trying to fix it. He's like, what are you talking about? I gave him advice. He goes, e- look, he was doing his homework. I solved the problem. She goes, you made him feel ashamed. I didn't want him to be emotionally scarred. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't think of anything that would send him screaming from the room like you did. So clearly, Roseanne had to realize Dan made the right thing. And Roseanne's like, yeah, I guess you're right. And Dan was like, what'd you say? And he goes, she's like, you heard me. He goes, no, no, no. I want to hear you say it. Dress story bad, book good. <laughs> and he finally got Roseanne to say... I, my answer was better than yours. He goes, fine. Are you happy now? And Dan gives the best line. That's why I love the show. Is Dan- that the only time that he gave him the best Oh, he had better lines in other episodes, but this is the best line that he gave. Because women always know more. Oh, oh, Roseanne. Oh, Rose- here's the thing. Roseanne wins 99% of the time. The 1% when Dan wins, that's the episode that keeps the guys watching again. Because here's why. She would say, are you happy now? And Dan gave the best line. He goes, if I were any happier, I'd need a book. And walked out of the kitchen. <laughs> Now, Best now, line. Now here's the thing. But here's the thing. I, I, I want to finish my answer. I got a good question after this. Cool. But anyway, here's the thing. So I loved Roseanne, but here's what's confusing me about the reboot. The last episode. Yes. Dan died. Dan was dead, and he said in real life Jackie was a lesbian. That Becky and David were in a relationship, and Darlene and Mark were in a relationship. So. In one episode, in her final episode, she flipped the entire story. Yeah. So my question is, how are you going to reboot this 
and just pretend. If you reboot this, you can't just pretend that didn't happen. I don't know how they're going to. Now, here's the other thing. I'm going to give it a shot because I like Roseanne. Yes. But I want to know how you're going to be able to pull this off and make me pretend that final season never took place. I predict, and here's what I predict, <clears throat> that the last episode could have been a dream. Really? That's a good idea. Now, that's the only way I can think about it. Now, in reality, if you want to play Mark, he passed away. He did? Okay. So, I guess now, they, I guess Becky would have to be single. Yes. Maybe make her a single mom or a single parent. Mom, yeah. If Assuming they had kids. Now, Darlene, of course, I think she's going to be lesbian on the show, maybe. But she's lesbian for real life. Sarah Gilbert. Wait, 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 wait. She was married to David. You can't just make her a lesbian out of nowhere. Hello? That's reality. That happened to me in real life, you know? Okay, okay, that's a good point. But the only way I would see that happening is if the character that played David wasn't coming back to the show. And the only way I could see him not coming back... No, no, he's coming back for one episode. Then, then, then you can't make no, no, Darlene... No, the reason why he's, he's still under... Uh, contract with the Big Bang Theory? Yes. Um, but, now, here's the thing. She's still contracted under CBS with the talk. And she's doing Roseanne on ABC. So yeah. Two, two networks. Now, and I do have a group, funny question after this, too. That relates to the DJ thing. But... I think it's pretty cool how when Sharon Osbourne still on the talk, and then she did the uh, America's Got Talent on NBC for a while, yeah. So two networks. So now Sarah Gilbert is on two networks, CBS and ABC. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's there's a difference between a talk show and a TV show. Sometimes they're able to let you bounce back and forth, especially if you're an independent Sarah contractor. Gilbert is the second producer of the talk. Yes. Now she's going to go on the network of the View. Which she hates the view. She hates the view? Good, so do I. <clears throat> but now, now, here's another thing, too. Now, um, when Candace Cameron Bure was on the view, did you like when she was on the view? I never watched. Okay. I don't watch the view. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I know that they mocked Candace a lot on that show, which is why I think she left. But they did, on the first episode of, of Full House, they did, not first episode, the first season, they did mention the view um, on that. Just to give credit for the view, because I think she was on the view. Yes, you know, so at the time, yeah, which made sense. But they, but Candace was hard for her to be on that show because she had she had conservative viewpoints and she was surrounded by liberal rancid cunts who have no sense of who have no common sense whatsoever. Now I don't know. I don't want to take credit for this, but but isn't it a coincidence how I interviewed Rosie? I interviewed Candace Kim and Bure back in the day. Okay. Okay. At Rich Productions, before I met you, I had the privilege to interview Kirk Cameron. Okay. Twice. All right. <clears throat> but in, in, uh, but a few parts I, I put on a few episodes. Kirk Cameron's episode, you know, I split up his interview. But but I actually interviewed him twice. He called up the the uh, my, my my monthly show, and then Candace called up my show. I, I don't know how I connected with her. Isn't it a coincidence, Vinny? How I interviewed Roseanne and Candace two separate times when I lived in Atlanta, and they both got a reboot. Yeah, is it is it because of me? You think? Uh, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily because of you. The Derek I, Shapiro, what do you call it, paradox? Yeah, I, I'm sure in your mind that's probably it. If if it helps you, uh, if it helps you uh, sleep at night, but I think the truth is, the truth is, Fuller House was. Only a matter of time before a show like that came around because Full House was so popular. And the thing is, Netflix is the perfect place for that show because even though they stay true to the family-friendly environment, they're allowed to be slightly more edgier than they were on ABC. Now, for example, no, 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 here's the thing. 
Because on ABC, you know, there were so many times where Bob Saget wanted to be a little bit edgier with his character. Like, not be vulgar, but, like, be a little, bring a little edge to him because that's how he was off camera. But they want him to be 100% squeaky clean on ABC. They were very strict on that. They wanted Danny Tanner to be the good, wholesome father, which he still is on Netflix, but he's allowed to bring it a little bit to an edge. And what I love about it is the fact that they kept the formula with different people. For example, you have DJ kind of being the Danny Tanner of the group. Kimmy is like the Dave, uh, Kimmy, Kimmy is like Joey Gladstone. She's like the best friend coming in. Stephanie. And Stephanie's like Jesse because not only is she a singer, but also, but at least before she started dating Kimmy's brother, Stephanie had a reputation for Wait, being... Dating Kimmy's brother? You haven't been following the series? No, because you know what? I only have the first one... Then, well, here's what happened. There's three seasons. No, you I got the first season. Then I let my parents borrow it, and then something happened to me. I lost the first season, so my mom bought me again the first season. You bought it on DVD? DVD. Then, Jesus, on Netflix. So I don't have Netflix. How do you not have Netflix? Oh, I don't have you don't have Netflix? You can't afford seven, seven dollars? I, I, it's funny. I don't have cable. I don't have Netflix. I have a cable show, but I, I don't watch my own cable show. I don't listen to my own podcast. What's your point? What? I have, I, 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 I... That's narcissistic to want to watch your own stuff. Computer. Well, I, I, it's funny. I, sometimes I go to the hotel. I know it's my show's on, okay? What do you think about this? I asked them to put on my show. Um, well, I don't think that'd be a bad thing. Because I, cause, well, here's the thing. If you're, if you know the show's going to be great that day, you could do that. Because then people will watch it and go, wow, that's a good host. Who's the host of that show? Then they see you at the bar. It can get you laid that night. True. If the girls are into it. But again, you do live in you do live in Massachusetts, so there might be some guys that are into it too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't forget, there's a gay community here in Georgia too. There is, there is, there is. Um, uh, but no, uh, it's it's uh, a lot, and it is stronger than Massachusetts. But no, no, um, no. Do you think? Oh yeah, so so Stephanie's dating Kimmy's brother. I never knew Kimmy had a brother. We didn't either. Kimmy's brother just shows up in this series. Uh, what happens is Stephanie falls for this guy, and then finds out later. He's Kimmy's brother. And then, at, at, but despite all that, she's, she's all the good qualities she's, she wants in a man, she sees in Jimmy. And she falls for him. Yes, she falls for him regardless. So that's what that is. But I would say prior to that, Stephanie had a reputation for being kind of a hoe. Like she got around. She banged a lot of dudes. And, you know, which is not a bad thing. You know, I'm not saying that. But, you know, she had, but I'm saying Jesse was a player too. He was banging a lot of chicks. Before he met Becky. So, you know, there's a lot of that story. And it's great because it ties everything together. And it had, it brought back, and it brought back a great series because it has a lot of the old and the new put together. I wish, I I wish that they would take Girl Meets World and put that on Netflix and add more seasons. Because I felt that was another great uh, reboot. Wait, but it's still on. No, it's not. Girl Meets World ended after three seasons. If you're watching it now, it's reruns, no, no. which was sad because the the final season gave gave us in a way everything the the story wanted, but I felt the story could have been added on a lot more. Well, you know, um, um, uh, yeah. So my mom bought me the second season. Okay. Well, she, I didn't see the second season yet, but um, it's good. Isn't it a coincidence though how Raven Simone got her own series again? Yes. Because Candace and Raven were on the View together. 
Yes. I think that, well, don't forget, Disney and ABC are the same company. Yes, and pretty much what they're doing is, because here's the thing about Disney that you don't know, that most people don't know is, Disney, in a way, is like a pedophile station. And what I mean by that is, once you turn 18, they want nothing to do with you. Once you turn, no, 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 Disney, the Disney channel, like, like that, that's why you see people like, you know, Hannah Montana and Lizzie McGuire and so many other things. Once a character turns 18, they, they don't work with you anymore because they don't feel like you're ready for kids shows. So they might take you to ABC. Yeah, I'm saying for one of those channels, but once a character turns 18, your Disney channel days are over. But, but, but then again, and that's an option. And, 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 and I don't know if you, if, if, if you ever see the shows on Freeform. Now, they have some good shows. There's some. My daughter is a big fan of one of the shows, The Foster. Okay. And it's produced by Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Great show. And you know who plays the... Uh, well, the, it's, it's, it's many kids that's in The Foster, you know, and, and they adopt. And the mom, one of the moms, was the wife of Ben Stiller in Meet the Falcons. The girl, you mean the girl who played Pam? Yes. Oh yeah, she was a great actress. She is a great actress. Her and her uh, black wife. Um, so it's an interracial relationship plus the lesbian. Okay, that's a good twist. And and you don't see a lot of those. And her and her ex-husband is a cop. They're both cops. Okay. So they have a son together. Then they have other children. Okay. And one of the adopted children is gay. Okay. And um, but what's funny is her wife is a principal of the school. This reminds me a lot of eighth grade. So a lot of controversy happens because of the relationship and of them adopting a lot of kids because the kids go to the school that she principals at. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good school and it's a really good program. This just this just sounds too PC for me. PC? Yeah. What do you mean PC? Politically correct. No, it's unpolitically correct. Um, it's a really great show. I'm just I'm just saying this feels too politically correct. For my taste. How wait, wait, what's politically correct mean? Like too political? Yeah, like you got, you got, let's see, we got interracial lesbians adopting kids. One of them's gay. Like this is like, it's, it's too much PC in one show. That's a lot. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it would be too much for me to handle from an entertainment standpoint. It, it, it's a lot of heavy drama. That's what I'm saying. Like it's. I mean, it's I, it's it's overkill. I feel it's it's. it's uh, I'll tell you this much. I don't know. It's it's it gives you thought. You know? It does. I guess it does. Uh, um, but you know, it brought me my daughter. You know, watching a show together because sometimes when you um. Well, well, see, that's good. If it bond, you know, if it bonds, you know, if you in London enjoy it and it, it lets you guys bond together, exactly. then that's great. Sometimes, but we haven't watched together in a long time because she doesn't. You know, we I don't have cable. We watch over my parents. Yeah. Times. But when when my parents watch a show like that. It's a little too risky for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, your parents are old school. Just like, you know, so they're... Yeah, more or less. Yeah. My dad is more old school. Yeah. My mom can watch a new show. Yeah. Um, that's why, actually, one of my movies that we filmed, I, I don't really want them to watch it. I... Okay. I don't know. No, I mean, they watch all my films, but... Well, of course. I, I hope so. Bad to the chicken bone that I just taped. I, I, I... That is going to be one of my most risque films. Yes. And yeah, that was definitely one of the most awkward movies we I've shot. But sometimes you're gonna go out there to just to just to test your yeah yeah out of limit. Well, it's fun, you know. It, it was the, like some, like last couple of movies I've shot with you, they were actually fun to do. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of these were some of the ones we've done were just like they were there. 
Like if some of them felt, some of them even felt like, why the hell am I doing this? But I like that one and the the Super Bowl scene we shot. That those two, those two were fun because we actually got to do fun stuff. Like, like those were fun. You you guys are gonna love those when they those movies when they come out. But that's just how I felt about it. But you know, like with me, when I watch a TV show, I the only thing I want is to be entertained. The last thing I want to think about is anything. I don't want political. I don't want too many crazy messages. I don't need that. Just give me the show. Like I, like that's why it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like my. I'll use my mom as an example. My mom is an academic dean. She works in a school all day. When she comes home, my mother watches reality TV. My mother, my mother is obsessed with the Bravo Network. Project Runway is her main show that she watches. She watches a lot of reality TV, and I look at my mom and I go, "Why do you watch all this crap?" Because I think because a lot of the a lot of the shows my mom will watch is just crap. My mom says because I've had a long day of work and I don't want to think. I want to unwind, so that's why I watch these trashy shows. I don't have to think. I don't have to analyze. I don't have to wonder what the plot is. I'm just seeing people make clothes. And my mother loves to shop. So, there you go. And I'm like, best answer I've ever gotten to why you watch reality TV. Like, she, she's not sitting there trying to pretend like, oh, this is such a great show. Like, my mom's like, I know it's stupid. But I wanna, I wanna unplug my brain. I wanna relax, so I'm gonna watch stupid shows. It's probably why I watch Phineas and Ferb so much. Well, you know, the thing is, <clears throat> I think, I, I think that um, it's good just to get out there and, and, and do your own thing. You have a stressful day, do it. Yeah. Whatever makes you just, just relax. I think that's why I think I get on your goat sometimes off the air, or on my, on my family's goat because I have a stressful day sometimes and I think I think just me being zany off the air is my way of just lashing out a little bit so your way of feeling better is by giving me a headache oh yeah oh yeah well no no it's funny you know because okay my kids well, my son sometimes tests me out you know he likes to um, 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 not put on a seatbelt sometimes right away or he you know he, he knew the answer but not coming to an answer but the thing is, I test my kids out sometimes. Like, my, do- my daughter says, why are you going to be so embarrassed of that? So when I jump off of school, I beat the horn a few times. <laughs> well, I might be just joking with her, just to, you know, just to push her buttons sometimes. But, but and, and, and my daughter says, okay. um, my daughter says, why do you going to be so weird, Dad? I says, I'm your dad. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. I think, I think me being weird, like, like, the best thing I say around people now, isn't it weird how today falls on a Monday? <laughs> and you know what? You know what's funny? My, my co-workers in my, in my, in my, in my, my uh, Walmart, my, my co-workers at my Walmart, right, think that I'm crazy, but I keep clapping all the time. I do this. Constant. Okay. Why do you do it? Allow the management to take them to take themselves too seriously at these stupid places. And I think I provide them. I know I do. I have some of my coworkers saying to me, "Derek, you bring relief." Oh yeah, I I do that. I had that same thing at Lowe's. I said I don't really clap. I just vent about shit. And I, well, that's the thing. This is the thing I've noticed about myself is that the angrier I get, 
the more hilarious people think it is. Well, that's what I get on you, too. Yeah, like, the thing is, literally, but what people don't understand when I do that is, my goal in that moment is not necessarily to be funny. I'm legit angry at what is going on. And some people get it, other people don't. Like, like I'll even tell the story. Like, earlier today, I had this issue at Lowe's. Here's what happened. We have, like most, you know, places like Walmart and, and whether it's Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, Target, whatever. You know how at the registers, you have that little machine that stores all the sodas and drinks and shit? Yes. Okay. Well, most people know how to stock that machine. You put like one row of Pepsi, one row of Diet Pepsi. You got your Mountain Dews, your Diet Mountain Dews, your Cokes, your Diet Cokes. But you organize it in a way where here's all the drinks. Here's what we got. Well, some jackass at my job... I don't know who the fuck it is, decided that every time he saw a blank space, instead of finding out, okay, what's supposed to go here and why don't we have this in stock, he just thought, oh, I'll just put a seventh row of Pepsis here. Or I'll just put a bunch of Mountain... So literally, you'll see an entire row of Pepsis, Mountain Dews, Dr. Peppers just splattered all over the place. And this thing was disorganized. All of them were. So for three days, three solid work days, I was reorganizing... These soda machines, these these machines, I'm organizing them. I'm getting it done to where I want it done. The excess drinks are going back in the storage section. For three days, I'm putting this together. I'm saying over the course of the three days, nobody touches this. And I told him, I said, you make sure nobody touches this or I'm going to come looking for them. I made it clear. I am going to, I am going to hunt down and destroy whoever messes with this. During those three days, nobody touches it. I went into work. On Saturday, somebody had fucked up what I had organized. So on Saturday, I said, I'm done. I'm not messing with this again. They want to disorganize this? That's their fucking problem. And I said those exact words. Because apparently, and I said these exact words to my head cashier, that someone in this store has this delusional idea in their head that it has to look full in order to look professional. And I said, this doesn't look professional. It looks like it was put together by a fucking spastic. And that's the exact words. I said to my manager, a fucking spastic put this together. They're laughing hysterically. So today, I go in. One of my head cashiers, who has seen me put this shit together, is noticing the disorganization and has asked me politely if I can refix it. I told her, look, I said, I don't want to touch this because I'm too fucking pissed. I said, fine, for you, I'll do it. I've already... What? Is that Kristen? No, that's not Kristen. Kristen's not a manager. She she doesn't want to... I heard a rumor she got promoted. I went and talked to her about it and she went... Fuck no, I don't want to be a head cashier. She now works in the... She got the only, she got transferred to the cash office. Okay. So basically, she works in the vault. You know, she... where they. How, how do we know this person not you? How do you know you know how twin personalities... One of your personalities fixes it, and the other personality messes it up? Because this isn't Fight Club or Secret Window, and I haven't reached that level of insanity yet. See, I have... I have see, my split personality is like this. I have Vinny Bucci and I have the Booch. Vinny Bucci is the one that clocks in as professional. The Booch is offensive and unapologetic. And I'm making it very clear. If I go into work the next day and someone's disorganized it, Vinny Bucci's going home. The Booch is clocking in. I'm going to find out who disorganized this and I'm just going to beat the shit out of them. We're not having to talk. It's not going to be civilized. I will beat the shit out of whoever fucks this up because I just fixed it again. Bring it. You they just pushed my jackass button. 
Now, let, me ask, let them fucking come try me. Now, let me ask a question. Did you fix it today? Yes, I did. Okay. So if I go in there tomorrow, just just for joking, you know, and, and, and I mess it up, I will fi- I will tear you to shreds. Now, if I told you this late wasn't on about the whole the broadcast, what would you say? I'd say that I've been doing all the talking. No one's heard a damn word you said, and this is probably a great episode. And that this would be a great episode. <laughs> We got two working mics, so if nobody hurts you, then I guess I just, I just throw the, I just got a boots cast, and just it's love, just me. I love mess with you. No, no, it's fun, because, um, um, but you know it's all good love. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Now, now another thing, I want, I just want to pick up a Roseanne thing again. One of one of my other favorite episodes. I don't know if you remember this. Becky farted in class. Yes, or as they said, Becky cut. The cheese. Best line by Darlene. And they had a whole episode with that, you know? Now, it is taboo for ladies to fart in public. Why is it so taboo? Uh, I'll t- oh, here's the reason why. It's because, um, at, and this is the time in history, um, women were held to higher standards than guys exactly. to behave a certain way or no, be dignified. Well, because that's how, you know, cause women, well, women had to have that dignified way about them because they felt... You know, it's like it's like when women say, you know, it's like when guys say, "Be a gentleman" or "Act like a man." You know, women were taught, you know, "Be ladylike, act like a woman." Farting was not viewed as ladylike, and that's why it was more humiliating for a woman to do it than a guy. Now, for guys, it's humiliating, but people will laugh at you, and then it kind of dies off after a while. If you're a dude, exactly. if you're a girl, it follows you around because you see. Plus, you split. It's also based on TV and stereotypes and everything else. When guys fart, it's funny. When a girl farts, it's kind of like, what the hell? Because you don't expect it from them. Even though it's a natural human thing the body does, it's, you know, something that can happen. Um, you know, and it's just, it's an, it's an awkward situation for anyone to be in. Now, ha, 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 have you ever fought in public on mistake at work or on stage? Um, never farted on stage. I have farted at work, but it was not embarrassing because it was silent. And I didn't give a, and I didn't give a damn for bothering anybody else. No, <laughs> just didn't give a damn. Believe it I'm not trying to get laid. I wasn't trying to get laid by my coworkers at the time. I did bang a coworker once, but I wasn't trying to get laid by coworkers. No, it was funny because a few, a few weeks ago, a few days ago, maybe last week or something like that, I was walking the mall by myself. I farted. I, I, I looked back. This <laughs> kind of loud one. The lady saw me. She was working one of those uh, Julia places at the mall. Yeah. And she says, I think she went to her coworker and says, that guy fought <laughs> What do you think about that? I think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. But no, it's, it's sometimes when you have gas, you just got to just let it out in a nice grip. Yeah. Like, like the Adam Sandler thing, you know? Exactly. Like the, Adam Sandler had a great thing, you know, with the psychologist, you know? That was funny. But yeah, so, um, so uh, plans tomorrow night. We're going to be live tomorrow. Well, actually, this is not live right now. So, actually, when this airs, we'll only be at the, uh, what do you call it? At the, uh, at the... Uh... We're, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, tomorrow night... Uh, I'm... This is not live. This is not live, so you're not gonna know. Uh, we're, not gonna, so we're not necessarily promoting this, but we'll be at, we're gonna be at the Urban Grind uh, comedy show uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Derek's gonna be there doing stand up. God help us all. Uh, yes, I'm gonna do some stand up. Now I try to call Jerry Truman. I really haven't been in touch with him on this trip at all. 
too much, but do you think he'll be there? I'll have to talk to him about it. I know that Jerry and I are in, Jerry and I have been talking a lot lately because he's been helping me with my documentary. We've been filming some scenes uh, with him. Response to me, I, I I just know we just haven't um, I just haven't made my effort to. I can text him. You know? Yeah. Jerry's been a good friend to me too over these years. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, Jerry, you know, Jerry's worked on you know some of the Derek Shapiro films, and we've been part of the DSS TV station. We used to go by Rich Productions a lot. You know, Jerry. So Jerry's definitely been you know somebody that helps out a lot, and he's very dependable. I guess that Jerry and I, I, I respect him a lot. Yeah. I, I, I just haven't got that relationship, friendship that I have with you and with Jerry. But I, I respect Jerry a lot. And one time, actually, I met up with Jerry before I met up with you one night. I did a scene with him. Um, we met up, you know, but he, he works a lot at the, at the movie theater, doesn't he? So, right? uh, no, he doesn't work at the movie theater anymore. He, he, I know he he works at a restaurant. I don't know exactly what he does there, but I know he works the weekend. Only He works on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. So, so he's, he's, a, he's a busy guy. Yeah. He, well, he works Friday during the day and then Saturday and Sunday all day. So he, so he's got like a weekend shifts and everything like that. Um, that's why most of the, most of the filming we've been doing is on weekdays, uh, trying to get some scenes uh, ready for, you know, from the documentary. Some scenes he's been in front of the camera. Some of them he's been holding the camera, helping me out. And um, I'm, I'm hope, we're hoping this Friday we're shooting some scenes. To, we're going to be shooting some scenes together this week uh, after you, this is after you leave. Cause, but it's you amazing know. how I got to be good friends with Jerry and I met him through you. Yeah. See, and, and that's another friend I stole from you. Well, it's not necessarily a friend you stole from me because Jerry and I are still friends. We had a granted we've had we had we had a falling out at one point, but we we but no, fixed it up. But and I still I still I still talk to Jerry after he had the falling out. I th- I, th- I got Jerry on the Boochcast too one day one time. And I, I think it worked out good for both of you. You know, when you had when you two had the falling out and then yeah, I think I got. Did I get you two back? No, no, that was you two that got you two back. Yeah, well, yo, here's what happened. Jerry and I were doing the Boochcast together back when it was on Blog Talk Radio. He had been co-hosting the show with me. We did a show on a Wednesday, and it ended like any other normal day. We were, we did the show. When the show was over, we were doing prep work to get ready for the next show the next day, because back then it was a daily show. Later that night, I was at the Improv in Atlanta, back when the Improv was here. Um, you know, signed up on the open mic, waiting to get on. When, when out of nowhere, I received a text message from Jerry saying, I just came to the realization I don't want to do the Boochcast anymore. So he quit via text. I was angry. I called him. I said, what the fuck is this? And I was pretty much telling him, you know, why didn't you come to me? If you were thinking about this, why didn't we have a conversation when you were at my house? And if it's an availability issue, why didn't you tell me? I would have, you know, put you on a part-time schedule and work things out. But he just straight up quit on me. So I pretty much was done with him after that. I hung up the phone. We didn't talk for months. Was that your um, your uh, Michael Strahan moment when Michael Strahan did the Kelly Walker? I guess. Um, I, I definitely felt betrayed. And that I've, was your Ann Curry moment. Remember when Ann Curry got fired from the Today Show? No, I don't see it. That's not this at all. Basically, Jerry Jerry left the show, but to me, it, I didn't like the way he left. If Jerry wanted to leave, he should have told me right then and there. We should have talked it out. But instead, he just wanted to send me a text message, which it's 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 literally it's like it's like being in a relationship with somebody and dumping them via text, which I've had happen to me. That's the most fucked up thing you can do. That's something you need to be face to face with somebody. You you look at me like I, I I remember I had a girl once. My actually the last major girlfriend I had was Andrea. 
she wanted to dump me via text. I made her drive to the Super Target because I was at Home Depot at the time. I made her sit face to face and say it to my face. Really? If you're going to break up with me, you break up with me in front of what me. What was her reasons? I, was, I, had a I, was, I had too busy of a schedule. It's the same reason most girls break up with me. Because, you know, I spend time with them, but it's never enough time. So that's why I pretty much, after her, I pretty much threw in the towel on relationships. Then I tried to make things work with Wendy, but then the alcohol became a factor. And then after that, I was like, I was done. And then I started reconnecting. And then Alex and I started getting a little bit more serious. And so do you think if you ever get married, do you think that it will be tough for you to stay married? Because a lot of, a lot of people in entertainment, like including myself, I, I, I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm not going to say it's good. I'm just going to say... Are you, if you get married, if you start the entertainment business, by the time you would get married, would you be surprised if you got divorced? Here's the thing. I have feared getting married because I fear divorce. That's the thing about me. Like, as far as me committing to one woman for the rest of my life, having sex with one woman for the rest of my life, that's not the challenge for me. And the reason is because, and I'm not being braggadocious here, I'm just giving an honest answer, I've had a lot of sex, so I don't have any unfinished business in the bedroom. That's good. Man. I don't have that. Like I've I've done everything. I feel like I've done everything I'm going to do in the bedroom from a kinky standpoint. So I I don't really need I don't there's no sex position or sexual fantasy that has not been fulfilled yet that um that if I get married and the woman I marry is not into that, then I'm going to go, "Oh man, like I'm not going to be there." But I fear getting divorced because I've met a lot. Of, I know a lot of guys that have been divorced and they're never the same. It, a divorced man to me is like a, P, is like a POW getting, coming back to the States and watching them readjust to life in America and how it's just almost impossible for them because they spent so much time in, 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 not in hell, not just in another country, but another country going through hell. So now you got to see them come back and try to reconnect and redo everything. Do I look like that? Do I seem like that? I feel I, I, you did for a period of time. I did. You're starting to, but I think you're starting to, you're at a point now where it's okay because you, you're able, you're at least able to see your kids and spend time with them. You're in a civilized place with your ex-wife. Well, I think. You weren't, but there was a period of time where you weren't there and you didn't look the same. Well, you didn't, I, you're, your delivery on material was not the same. You were a different person during that time. Well, I think especially if, if, if it's about the kids, I think any parent um, would um, would say they can't deliver if they don't see the kids. You know what I'm saying? I value me seeing my kids more than an ex. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at that, at, that, at that point, like, it's funny because... When you're in any relationship and you break up with any relationship, I think now I put my energy to my work. That's why I work a lot now, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know how it is to be in a good relationship sometimes. That's why I work my ass off of what I do best. is radio, movies, and bugging Vinny Bucci. Well, I look at it like this. I decided that I reached a point where I was done chasing women, and I just wanted to chase success. Well, I, I, I reached... Chase Bank. No, not Chase Bank, no. I, I bank with Regents. Um, I wanted, Regents. yes, I was at a point where I just, I just wanted to be in entertainment and I just didn't care about relationships anymore. Getting married or having kids was not something I thought about because I don't want to go through a divorce because I know for guys, divorce is hell. 
That's why I've always believed marriage is an institution that 100% favors women. I don't see any incentive whatsoever for a guy to get married. None. None. If they have a child. Even then, you don't necessarily have to get married if you have a kid. Some don't. Any, there are guys who feel they have to get married because the girl has a kid. If you're not in love with the girl you're marrying, you're just creating an uncomfortable environment for that kid. You could be a dad and not marry the mom. That's 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 a thing. So what I'm saying is that I could never. The reason my biggest fear about getting married is committing to someone, getting divorced, and losing everything. Okay. They get all. They get the house. They get my car. They get the kids. I get. I'm lucky if I see them on the weekends. Like guys go through the slaughter in divorces, and that would scare. That scares me more than anything. So I'm one of those guys where if I don't trust the woman that I'm marrying, and even then, there's a part of me that wonders if I could ever trust a woman that much, period. I'm one of those guys that's like, in the words of Kanye West, we want prenup. Like, I'm being honest. I don't have a lot of money. I don't make a lot of money. But I still would want one because, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's like Chris Rock used to say, you know, if you got $20 million dollars, and your wife wants ten, that sucks, but you ain't starving. Exactly. But if you make thirty thousand and your wife wants fifteen, you might have to kill a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he said the joke about OJ. He goes, I'm not saying he should have killed her, but I understand. Exactly. You know, so I'm saying, like granted, that's just me being funny, but point is that's what scares me the most. Is not getting married, it's getting divorced. And that's why like Alex, right now at this stage of my life is the only woman I could see myself marrying for two reasons. One, I know I can trust her because we have so much history between us. And two, because we have so much in common that she's a woman that make that would make me happy. What is she I, a she's a paralegal. Ah, so what place I think you should take her is to legal seafood. I don't know why you do this. Or, 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 you, or you call a paralegal seafood. Well, here's the thing. Uh, she, we, she, I already plan on going to visit her in August. Really? I'm going to be in Brooklyn in August visiting her. In August? Yes. So wait. Oh, yeah. I'm not coming down here in August because I'm going to Minneapolis. No, not Minneapolis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming down for SummerSlam. I'm coming down for SummerSlam weekend and down there for SummerSlam weekend because... Uh, oh, what? Is that the beginning of August or the end of August? Like the middle of August. Like the seventh... Like, SummerSlam is on the nineteenth of August, so I'll be in I'll be in Brooklyn that weekend, and then I'm come I'm mostly coming to visit Alex because we've you know Alex is like Alex is the one person that really wants me to move to Brooklyn. She she really wants me to move up there, and I do want to go up there, but what's I just got what's stopping me right now. Right now, the one major thing that's stopping me is my documentary. Okay. I have a lot of I, I after the documentary. That's when I'm really going to be doing a lot of uh, soul searching and getting ready. Like I'm also trying to build a savings account so I can have a decent amount of money in my pocket when I go up there. Unless I decide and to transfer. I found there's a Lowe's in Brooklyn. So if I decide to transfer to that Lowe's, maybe. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things in Georgia. I have a lot of affairs I have to get in order before I can make that move. I can't just make that jump immediately. Oh. I was seeing you off the air before the show. If you do move to Brooklyn, you to come up to Salem once a month. Not once a month, but we'll. Well, We should meet up at least. No, ideal, ideal. If you're up there, we should do a lot more stuff. I'm not saying actually, 
There are other good places in Boston. I'm not saying Salem in general, but in Boston in general. Um, like the um, the Middle East Cafe in Cambridge. Okay. They have comedy every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Okay, they do comedy there. Um, there's a place in Providence. Uh, I, I I can't think of that. Oh, it's called the um, starts the A. What's that called? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't live up there. No, it's it's, it's called the um. I can't think of the name now. Um, but anyway, it's every Tuesday at at um 8 p.m. Okay, great stage. Um, it's called the Alcazar no, Al Al something. Um, in Providence, on Richmond Street. Okay, Alchemy, the Alchemy. Okay. Well, the alchemy and providence, okay? And and, and, and and I say, because you, you like to understand comedy, right? What? You like to understand comedy. Yes, it's one of the major things that I do in my career. Now, I um, do fairly good at the um, at the Middle East, believe it. Okay. When I perform there, I, I had a few bummy, bummy shows. Well, every comic does. Um, but I do my best shows, like... I say, how cold is it? It's so cold that women are actually coming to me for warmth. Now that's actually pretty funny. Okay, um, I get, you know, but then again, I bomb sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes I say, how hot is it in the summertime? It is so hot that I cool. Uh... Anyway, so, um, but the um, I had a few good shows. Um, they actually remember me now in Providence at the Alchemy. I've been there twice at the Alchemy. Okay. And the, and the guy says. Uh, cable show uh, host, you know, he, he remembers me by that. Well, yeah, well, uh, well, most of the time when you go to an MC, you usually give your credits in some cases. Like, usually at open mics, like here in Atlanta, I don't really make them, get, I don't really make the host say my credits. The last time I made the host mention my credits is if I'm putting the video up on YouTube. Sure. Then, I, I, and I tell them in advance, look, I'm putting this video on YouTube, I want it to look good, can you say my credits? Because if you say it like that, They'll go, okay, especially if I'm auditioning for a festival or something, sure. you know, and I actually have like valid credits. Like you've heard him on the regular guys. You've seen him on adult swim. Like I got stuff I can say. And usually if I'm out of town, I'll use that too. Just so people have an idea of who I am and why people should give a shit about me. And also too, um, I'm going to go someplace I took Stacy in Providence. Because Stacy came up to Rhode Island last year. Well, she came up to Boston. So her brother lives in Boston. Yeah. And um, Lawrence and... She she uh, was um, my co-host for the Derek Spurs Power Half Hour Show. Okay, um, um, the time after we, we did the show. Yeah. So stay, I took after the show we went to Federal Hill. Federal Hill is a like little Italy in Providence, and of course Boston has the North End. But definitely gotta check out the North End of Boston, in little Italy in Providence, which is called Federal Hill. Okay. Because especially you being Italian and Irish, and you gotta check out the Irish Parade. In Boston. Okay, um, you do realize just because I'm Italian-Irish doesn't mean I have to go to Italian-Irish places. Well, I, I, I know that if you're Italian-Irish, you do get drunk while having chicken parmesan, is that true? No. <laughs> I rarely get drunk, I don't even like alcohol, and chicken parmesan, I've tried it once, didn't really enjoy it. What do you call a Jew and Italian together? No, not Italian, a Jew and an Irish together. A drunken yenta? No, a cheap drunk. Oh. <laughs> What do you call a Cuban and a Jewish person together? Um, a cheap Cuban? A Juban. Oh, God. Yeah, but what do any of these jokes actually work on stage? Uh, well, I never said that. I just know these jokes uh, throughout history. Oh, okay. What's a great Jewish Italian food? I have no idea. A bagel pizza. 
Give me a pizza bagel. Whatever. I say tomato, you say tomato. Pizza bagel would be funnier because more people recognize pizza sure. bagel. I, I, you know, it's like there's that commercial, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. That's the best. Yeah, so just go with that. I dare you for next Halloween. Put some sauce in your head, cheese. You'll be a pizza head. I'd be a pizza baby. You'd be a pizza baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um... So yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much uh, uh, you know that's the, that is pretty much um, about uh, that about the pizza bagel and all the jokes I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to hear any more jokes from us, we'll be at the uh, of course. You know, I don't know why I'm promoting it, but I'll just say it anyway. We're gonna be at the Urban Grind, uh, definitely. Well, that's another thing. I I, I on my website. You can, um, I I hear it on the DSS TV station, the same station as Boochcast is on a lot. Yeah. I do open mic showcases every few months. Okay. And I challenge you to upload a comedy video of yourself, which on my last open mic showcase, I added one of your videos. Okay. It was your 30 minute going around the car thing on the Ford Festiva. That's not a comedy bit. I know, but I want to show you in it. Why don't you just take one of my stand-up videos? You have a stand-up video? On my YouTube channel. Oh, sure. I should have done that. Dude, I've got, like, I've got stand-up comedy videos on there. I have, is okay, I have different, here's the thing, on my YouTube channel, the homepage of my YouTube channel, I have different sections. I have booch segments, which is the skits that, some of the things that I've done, like, you know, where I, where I bragged about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, I responded to your bet, sure. I did the whole, uh, where I went to pro wrestling school, me walking around the car, you know, all that stuff, that's all in the booch segments section. Then I have a stand-up comedy section where I'm on stage doing stand-up. There's me at the Atlanta Comedy Theater, me at the Punchline, me at the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga. So I have that. And then, of course... Chattanooga. What, that's on a Wednesday, right? The ah. open mic is on a Wednesday. J.J. Behomia? Huh? Is it called J.J. Behomia? No, it's called the Comedy Catch. Oh, because I'm doing the J.J. Bohemia this Wednesday in Chattanooga. Well, I'm saying the Comedy Catch has an open mic on certain Wednesdays, but I was there for the World Series of Comedy, and that's up there. And then I have Boots Sings Karaoke up there, so I have me doing Wanted Dead or Alive, The Saga Begins. I also have the Carpool Karaoke I did with Elvis and Zach, where we sang Smash Mouth All-Star. I'm going to put up ours that we did with Moni Moni. That is classic, I'm telling you. When I, when I did that with you, the Moni Moni, and when we did the Bootylicious thing, Bootyos, Bootyos. Bootyos, yes. That, I, that, video's, that video's also going to go up soon. That, I, th- I think that was a classic. I think, I think the, the Boochin Shop has a lot to offer for the public. Right? Oh, yeah, and we did, and those were two funny things I wanted to do because they were they were both stuff that I know we would enjoy. Like, Moni Moni was something you wanted to sing karaoke-wise, so I thought Carpool Karaoke is a better place to do it because we can't get it to work on the the way we wanted to at Chaplin's. Monet, Monet. So it just worked there. And then, of course, we did um, we did the Bootios, which was great because, you know... Coffee syrup in the, in the cereal. Yes, because you love... Because we love the New Day. New Day. New Day rocks. New Day rocks. New Day rocks. So it just worked out great. So that's why I loved... You know, doing those videos. And of course, so... But yeah, on my YouTube channel, it's all there. Dude, I have comedy videos on there you could have easily used. Okay, next next open mic night showcase, I'll definitely... Yeah, take one of those videos, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that is going to be good. That's going to be good. Absolutely. Look at that, the dog. 
The door wants to be part of the show. <laughs> Obviously. Stick is supposed to be part of the show. So. Yeah, I guess that's that's all the time we're going to have here on the Boochcast. This is uh, Booch and Shap just talking about random stuff. And uh, special thanks to uh, Stacey Lewis and Snickers, who's making a cameo in the background. But uh, yeah, so um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Booch and Shap here. Shap and Booch. Yes, absolutely. Here on the Boochcast. So, uh, Derek, of course, thanks so much, man, for uh, glad you're in town. Uh, glad I got to do all the crazy stuff we did. I, I, I got to record you for one final thing tomorrow. And I got to record you for my cable show. Cause, yeah. Because me doing my cable show, I, 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 I'm so glad that you were on it last time, you know? And I don't know if you realize this, but in the beginning of my opening, you're in the opening. Okay. You were Stacy. So, your living room. How do you feel at your living room from Johns Creek? It's being shown in Minnesota, Ohio, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. Um, I think it's great. I think it's surreal. So your living room is famous. Yeah, yeah, my living room. Well, yeah, my living room is very famous. I got a chance to talk about a lot of great stuff there, and it was highly entertaining. So I'm glad it's in the opener. By the way, I gotta mention something before um, we end the bootcast today. I think it's just so hilarious because I saw your brother today. He has no beard and mustache, and you have a beard and mustache. Yes. And I says, I asked your brother, did you shave it because your brother has a beard and mustache to make room for his beard and mustache? He says, we're connected to the face. Classic, <laughs> <laughs> classic, sunny boot That was great. That was a great answer they gave. I don't know why he shaved his face. I just know I came downstairs. One day. He came downstairs, and I saw him, and I just went, holy shit. Like, it freaked me out because he had had a beard for so long. And did you recognize him? I did. I mean, it's it, like I said, scared. I knew it was him, but still, still scared the bejesus out of me because I'm just not used to seeing him clean shaven. What was his answer? He didn't give, really give me one. Do you think he has a girl? Uh, I would be first, but yeah, you know. Are you older than him? Yes, by two years. By two years, has he come, does he come to you for advice a lot? No, not at all. How close are you? Um, we're fairly close. I mean, we have conversations from time to time, but. We usually see each other in passing. Very rarely do we actually sit down and talk about anything. But you two, you two don't fight a lot, do you? Not anymore. When we were kids, we fought all the time. Really? All the time. Who started it? Uh, usually him. How did he start it? I don't know. Just something would happen. Like my brother sometimes had like an ego about him, and I would just have to, and I would just beat the shit out of him. God. Like he would like. Whether it was like taking, whether it was like taking my seed, or feeling, or like just inner, or get, or just annoying me with shit. That's kind of funny after taking your seed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was just little it was stupid things that kids fight, brothers fight over. You know, like you know, turning on or off a light, or I do that now. you know, just well, when you have to share a room with your brother, it's annoying at times because you guys are like can't agree on shit. Actually, I'm a big fan of Sunny Bucci. I hate like like my brother like my brother likes turning on a ceiling fan. I fucking hate ceiling fans. I think they're the devil. Um, Why? Because it 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 because every time it, it someone turns it on it makes the room like fucking cold as balls no matter what and every I, I, there are times I've fallen asleep with a ceiling fan on I wake up my throat is sore as a motherfucker well you know what's funny then on my apartment I have no ceiling fan that's parents, an incentive on my parents house ceiling fans and almost every room is the living room yeah we recently had to put a ceiling fan together at the house my but they threw away the old ceiling fan put up a new ceiling fan. It was a pain in the ass. You drove me insane. <coughs> so you won't let my parents' house too much because my dad is a big fan. Yeah, I, 
I mean, I would go and visit, but I probably wouldn't be able to spend the night. Exactly. Well, that would be tough for me. Anyway, I, I guess I just want to hit, you know, um, um, end of the Salem fans because that's our fan. Exactly. All right. So, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Derek Shapiro has been here on the Boochcast. Thanks, Shap, for coming on the show, man. Thank you, and, uh, Booch, for having me. Absolutely, and uh, sp- thanks to Stacey Lewis, if she's still awake or still here, uh, for joining the show as well. And, of course, the cameo from Stickers. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was my interview with Derek Shapiro and Stacey Lewis. Again, this is a classic episode that I put up for this week to uh, celebrate the 10-year friendship that I have had with Derek Shapiro. And you guys have heard me talk a lot about Derek over the years. There are times where I've said he's a monumental pain in the ass, and there's times where I've sung his praises and talked about his accomplishments. And, you know, Derek and I have had some great conversations over over the years we've had some controversial comments over the years but one thing has always been a constant and i've said this even on his show Derek shapiro is the biggest pain in the ass i've ever met but he is also one of the nicest most kind-hearted people i have ever met i can honestly say Derek shapiro is a good person you know despite how people may feel about him content wise and regardless of whatever issues Derek and i may have had throughout our friendship the fact is it's still a friend It's still very solid, and I look forward to being Derek's friend for another 10 years. And hopefully, 10 years from now, we'll be able to do a show like this in another capacity and be able to talk about other projects that we're going to be doing. You know, Derek is generally a great person. Stacey Lewis is awesome, too, although I don't really talk to her as much. Uh, But if our paths did ever cross, um, we'd always have great things to talk about as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. It was a great entertainment. And uh, as I mentioned before, if you haven't already, make sure you guys go and check out the NXT recap that's also on here if you haven't already, um, especially if you want to get your updates on NXT. And as far as AEW goes, I said it before and I'll say it again. You have to message Elvis on social media if you can find him and figure out why the fuck he's not doing his job. That's all I got to say about the AEW recaps. They're in his area. It's his department. If something's not right, it's on him. I accept no blame for the lack of AEW recaps taking place here on the Boochcast. So if you have a complaint, file it with Elvis Delinsky. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's episode of the Boochcast. Uh, Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Pick your favorite hosting site, follow us there, or become a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Right now, currently up there, we have the male soap opera moment with myself and Joey Wensler. We give our predictions for WWE Crown Jewel set to take place today at the time you're listening to this at 12 p.m. So we got it out there. Uh, Wens actually posted it while I was editing uh, the audio for uh, this classic episode. I had to make some adjustments to the volume and everything. So I already have it up there on the Boochcast Facebook page for you guys to check out. So make sure you guys go up there and check out the male soap opera moment. Find out whose predictions were right and who became the champ. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. I'm hoping soon to be able to post some videos from uh, John's wedding. Him and his uh, lovely wife, who's now his wife, uh, just got married over the weekend uh, Actually it was about two weeks ago They got married um, And I'm hoping to post the uh, photos I first need consent from the wife
life to either uh, if I have to post them the regular way or if I got to blur out her face to protect her anonymity. So I need to get the permission from her to uh, post that on the Instagram, but she gives me the okay. The wedding photos will be available to check out on our Instagram. Also, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got great content on the show, including Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. We have our wrestling watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits, all available. And all you gotta do is hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified for when we have new content coming up, including the content we have with new episodes of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring that we've just recorded recently. Uh, actually, today at 12 p.m. is gonna be part one of Brian Pillman. That's right. So we got Brian Pillman part one coming up. Next week, we got Brian Pillman part two. The week after that will be the ultraviolence of Nick Gage. Uh, and then after that, we'll find out if there are other ones are going to be posted as well because we still have to record Collision in Korea uh, with John and Gator because that didn't the first one didn't come out right so we have to redo it but we do have Becoming Warrior also available coming soon and In the Shadow of Grizzly Smith so we're hoping to have all of those out to you guys very soon we're going to be in the process of recording the other episodes for you guys to check out so make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified for the new content on the Boochcast YouTube channel also make sure you follow us on Twitch Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Sunday, November the 21st for WWE Survivor Series. That's right. We're going to be all together for the Survivor Series. Uh, We still haven't quit the location yet, but we're going to figure that out. So we'll let you guys know. And also, we have the Boochcast D&D show that I know I said was going to come out in October. But unfortunately, a lot of shit has gone down. So hopefully, November, we'll be able to get this out to you guys. We're in the the stages of getting everything everything together. I still have to talk to John now that his wedding is over. Hopefully we can get shit back on track, but you know, I, I gotta talk to him to figure all of that out. So I please uh, beg you to continue to be patient with us as we are continuing to get our shit together. And also you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. There are three levels you can contribute at with prizes coming soon. The first level is you can contribute for 99 cents per month. Just 99 cents is all you have to contribute every month. You can go to the second level, which is 4.99 per month. The same amount of money you used to pay for, you would normally pay for a Peacock subscription. You can send over here. I know a lot of you guys aren't fans of the Peacock, so bring that money over here. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the final level where you can donate for a mere 9.99. The same amount of money you would pay for a network subscription, or you used to when you were in the United States before they sold it to Peacock. So now you got nowhere to put the $9.99. Bring that $9.99 over here. We got better content than the network anyway. And you can pay with either a credit card or with GPay. And the money you guys send goes directly back into the show. We used to upgrade the equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and also allows me to take care of all the guys who work very hard behind the scenes to make the Boochcast successful. So if you got a favorite co-host you believe they deserve to be paid, go to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. And you can make that happen. And with any leftover funds that we have after completing all those tasks, we'll use the rest of them to feed Zach ramen noodles and hopefully get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby!
Well, I see by the clock on the wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs> 